Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. Well, Merry Christmas. What a great night to be together wherever we are, wherever you are on the globe, whether you are in the province, whether you are in another city, wherever you are, welcome to our Horizon Christmas night. Jen uh, welcomed us there from the snowy confines of Princeton. We had a beautiful kids story. We had that wonderful special. Those guys did a great job to prepare that for us. Thank you so much to our worship team. And, and now we're moving into the next part of our service. We're just a, a short message around the reality of what Christmas is. And our theme this, this year has been, I'll be home for Christmas. When we first started talking about this in October, I think it was, and uh, we hoped that the reality wouldn't be that we would all have to be home for this service. But here we are, and we're gonna make the best of it, and we're gonna keep the focus on Jesus and the reality of what Christmas is all about. And so we're gonna talk about that reality that we can all be home for Christmas. On December the 17th, 1903, after four attempts, the Wright brothers flew their fi- flying machine for the very first time. you think that'd be a big deal. Wilbur, though, rushed to the local telegraph office and sent the following message. We have flown for 12 seconds. We will be home for Christmas. And upon receiving the telegram, their sister Kate went to the newspaper office and told them the news. Two days later, the local newspaper placed the headline on on page six, the Wright brothers home for Christmas. Amazingly, being home for Christmas trumped their flight feet. Surely they were the first to fly, but I'll be home for Christmas was the headline. It seems that there is something deep within each of us that longs to belong to a place called home. It's not hard to see that many of our Christmas songs have a homeward longing in them. I'll be home for Christmas, written during World War II, captures the longing to be home, especially for soldiers serving overseas. Even if they couldn't come home, they would be there in their dreams. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. It also speaks of a a time long ago when our expectations were of a white and a wonderful Christmas. And they were met, or were they? One writer noted that our tendency to romanticize Christmas and said this, every Christmas Eve functions like a kind of time machine for us, taking us back to every other Christmas Eve where we spent on this earth. For some, it's the smell of pine and the taste of roast turkey. For others, it's mom and dad sitting around in their bathrobes sipping coffee while the kids chase the new puppy through a sea of wrapping paper. For others, this night is a reminder of the way life should have been, but never was. Those who have looked through all their lives through other people's windows, figuratively speaking, at such scenes of domestic bliss, but never as an insider. Some of you are so disappointed to not be able to be home for Christmas because of COVID, and understandably so, or not to have people in your home. Others of you, though, are secretly happy to not have that expectation to be with your family because home is not a happy place. Some of you are dreading Christmas in all its forms because of the deep pain that a loved one will not be at the table with you this year. Still others of you are find it particular, yourselves particularly homeless this holiday season as you feel and have Christmas all alone. We all know that Mary and G- Joseph were away from home that first Christmas. 
In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20, Joseph is told to take Mary home as his wife, but that didn't last long because they had to head down to Bethlehem. The shepherds, because of the nature of their work, were far from home. The wise men, they had intentionally left home so that they could find and worship King Jesus. And Jesus, the star of the, of the show, the, the main character of our story, was literally far from home when he was here because he came all the way from heaven to make his home with us. John or Ortberg suggests that there's the home we long for and the home we have, and there's always a gap between them. Because we all long to belong, we will be homeless until we find our home with God. There's a longing for home inside each of us that no human home can satisfy. Recently, we became grandparents, and I read this story, and I thought, this is probably how I would be. There was a grandfather who was visiting his grandson at one Christmas, and he walked into the family room, and he saw the toddler standing up in his playpen crying. His face was red and tear-stained. And when that little toddler named Sandy saw his pops, his face lit up and his hands reached out to, for help as he pleaded, Out, pops, out! What grandfather could resist that plea? I know I probably couldn't. And so he walked over to the playpen. He reached down to lift his little buddy out of captivity. And just then, however, Sandy's dad stepped into the room and spoke sternly. Sandy, you know better. You weren't behaving, so you need to stay in there for a little while. And dad, please, leave him in there. Thank you. And he marched back out of the room, and Pops didn't know what to do. Sandy's tears and outstretched hands tugged at his heart, but he didn't want to interfere with the parents' discipline either, so he, but he couldn't stand being in the same room and not being able to do anything. But he couldn't leave without feeling like a traitor. Pops then had an idea. Since he couldn't take Sandy out of the playpen, he decided to climb in with him. And I think that's a pretty good picture of what Jesus did for us. He climbed in with us. And that's what Christmas is, really a story of coming home. First, Jesus came from home and dwelt among us, and he made his home among us. As one translation says, he moved into the neighborhood. He moved into your neighborhood and my neighborhood. And, and while among us, Jesus modeled his desire for us to find a home for our heart with him. We find Jesus at home among the people that others overlooked or rejected, the hated tax collector, the sinners, the know-it-alls like Peter, the doubters like Thomas, the ones with sexual sins, the sick, the ones that, like you and me, don't have it all together. He went to the cross and he was resurrected so that we could, that he could go and prepare a home for us. It's interesting irony, isn't it, that Jesus has prepared a home for us even though there was no room for him when he was born. And so many of us don't feel at home. We don't know how to get home. We don't know how to settle and find rest for our soul. But because of Jesus, there's a way home. It is good news of great joy to all people, wherever you're at, whether in Princeton or Surrey or Langley or Prince George or Saskatoon or Europe or Africa or Mexico or, or the Philippines, whatever your background, whatever your failings, whatever your successes, no matter what we have done, no matter our past, no matter our, our failures and our, our sins and our shortcomings, the good news of great joy is that Christmas, of Christmas is that it can be all boiled down to these two verses in John 3, 16 and 17 says this, for, for God so loved the world 
that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And then it goes on to say this, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. The motivation of Christmas is love. That's what it's about. Jesus was sent to make it possible for every one of us to come home. Jesus forgives my past. He forgives or empowers my present, and he gives me hope for my future. The purpose of Christmas is salvation. Its motivation is love. Its purpose is salvation. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Some of us look at God as that he's there like some cosmic killjoy ready to squash us for doing wrong. But his whole motivation as shown at Christmas was he came to save the world. Good tidings of great joy for all people. A savior has been born. That's what the shepherds heard that night 2,000 years ago. There's born to you this day a Savior who is Christ the Lord. A Savior is someone who rescues another person or from danger or harm. And salvation, though, is not just about heaven. That's not just what surely Jesus made a way for us to get home to heaven. But salvation is also about how right now, because of Jesus, a Savior, we can come. He can come into our lives and completely deliver us. We can find our way home. He comes to break the power of sin that's destroying our lives, that's corroding our relationships and robbing us of our hope and our future. No peace in our world today, but there you can always find hope, peace and come home and find peace with Jesus. That's what Christmas is all about. A Savior who came to rescue us from danger and harm to enable us to get back home. I've told this story before if you've been around Horizon, but uh, there was a boy who lived down the street from us when I was growing up, and we were told not to go to his home. He was a bit of a wild kid. I wasn't supposed to go there. Uh, he had pellet guns. He was out of control. He was often in trouble, and so we weren't supposed to go there. And I was probably, of course, then, if I'm told not to go there, he has pellet guns, there's dogs, there's all kinds of stuff. That's the very place a six- or seven-year-old boy wants to go. So I went down there with my older brother. I was sitting in front of a fire. And this boy, I'm sitting there across from him, and he's across from there. He throws a pail of gasoline onto the fire. And that fire leaped over and caught my jacket on fire. It singed my eyebrows off. It burned my hair back and put a bit of a burn on my face and on my hands. My brother quickly put the, the fire out and, and stomped it out on me and but I was crying and I was in pain. And my par parents weren't home at the time. They were, uh, they were uptown. So, but my brother took me home. And as I waited for my mom and dad to come home, I remember being so worried. I know I was burned. I was in pain. I was ashamed. But I had disobeyed. And I could expect to receive a consequence for sure. And I remember hearing my parents come home and and I remember walking down the hallway and around the corner towards the entranceway, and I saw my dad come. I was literally standing in my underwear. My skin was burned. Uh, I was tears running down my cheek. I smelled like smoke, the burned hair. And, and I saw my dad coming towards me. And what he did is he got down on one knee and he gave me a hug. And, and I don't remember what he said or if he said anything at all, really. I just know that in that moment, I had come home. Anything I had done was forgiven. It wasn't an issue. And that's the grace that Christmas makes possible. Forgiveness offered, and forgiveness received, restored. We desperately need it, and our world isn't okay until we have received it. 
A Savior is born. His name is Jesus, and he's made a way home for you and for me. And God is calling us home right now. You know, there's a story in the Bible of a great homecoming. It's a story Jesus told, a parable. It doesn't say it was Christmas, but it doesn't say it wasn't Christmas either. And I, I imagine this story is Christmas. Anyway, he, this son, he didn't want anything to do with his father. He, in fact, he says, I basically, I wish you were dead, Dad. I want my inheritance, and I want it now. And he takes his inheritance, and he, and he says, goodbye and good riddance to you, Dad. And after a while, his money is gone. His friends abandon him. There's a famine in the country. And he's left working in a pig pen, fighting with them for food. And then the story says, he came to his senses. And he said, I will go home to my father. He had drifted so much. He had sinned so much. He had rejected his father so clearly. And the only hope that he had was to come back home. But to come back as a servant. If he could just work for his father, he said, maybe everything would be all right. He wanted to go on the good works plan, but no one can earn their way back home. Jesus can do what I cannot. He's already paid the price for all the sin that separated me from my father. And in any case, this son turns and he starts back home. And the story goes, while he was a long way off, his father ran to him in his mess, in his struggle, and, his, and in his failure. Maybe he thought that that father would never take him back. But what the son didn't know is that his father had never stopped looking for his drifting son. When the father sees him, he runs to meet him and he welcomes him home. And he started a party to celebrate the return of a son that was lost. That's what Christmas is all about. We have all been runaways in some way, haven't we? But Jesus enables us to get back home. That's who Jesus is. This is the good news of great joy to all people, that Christmas is a father making a way for us to all come home. Because we all long to belong. And we will be homeless until we find our home with God. Christmas is all about a God's homecoming for us. We couldn't get to God, so God got to us. Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, the creator of the universe came home to creation and made a way for us to find our way back to him. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. No matter what the darkness of our life is uh, right now, no matter the darkness of, that seems to be overshadowing our world right now, Jesus came and he will not be overcome. The light coming in the darkness and it will not be overcome. I grew up in the country, and uh, it was so important that uh, there wasn't a lot of street lights that, this, that your porch light would be left on. Because when the porch light was left on, you knew that you could go and knock on the door for help. As long as someone was up, the porch light was on. It made you're welcome to come home. To me, Jesus lit the porch light of home. He came and he flicked the light on, and it's not gone off, and it's never gone off. It's Jesus, the light of the world, has come and said, welcome home. You can come home. You can come home. God chose to be with us, to live in our neighborhoods, so that we can have the opportunity to experience home today and one day live with him in our heavenly home forever. Because we all long to belong. We will be homeless until we find our home with God. You will remain unfulfilled and restless and homesick until God becomes your dwelling place and you find your home with him. It's time to come home.
for all of us right now. If you already know Jesus as your Savior, you know your home. And it's time to remind yourself that the good news is that we don't have to find our way home. Emmanuel, God with us, found his way to us. Tim Keller wrote this, that Christmas is the end of thinking you are better than someone else because Christmas is telling you that you could never get to heaven on your own, but God has come to you. You want to be home for Christmas? Then come home to Jesus. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. He makes a way for us to find our way home to the Father. God, you know, we say this regularly at Horizon Church. It's We make we make this thing called coming home is so complicated sometimes. We've got to have everything in order. We've got to understand everything. We've got to know everything there is to know about God, about the Bible and all that. But it, there was a story where Jesus tells of two men and one of them wanted to come home to Jesus, to come home to the Father. And Jesus tells this story and this man says seven little words. And Jesus said, that's, that's, that's all you need. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And if you can pray that from your heart, you can come home today. You don't wait one more day. You can come home today and begin to experience the joy and the journey of the risen Savior healing your yesterdays and bringing hope to your tomorrows. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the reality of Christmas. I thank you that you came as Emmanuel, God with us, to help us find our way home to the Father that you, you welcome us home. And today, Lord, as, uh, as men and women, wherever they're at, are quietly celebrating and thanking you for coming. There are also those who, have, who don't feel close, who, don't, who feel far away from you. And as they pray that prayer from their heart, God be merciful to me, a sinner. I thank you that you're hearing that prayer. Lord, in hotel rooms, you're hearing that, that prayer in living rooms, you're hearing that, that prayer in cars, wherever people are at right now, wherever they're watching this, that we can all come home and find a place for our heart, a place for our home for our heart. And I thank you for Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.